0: He's an old head.
1: Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves.
0: He's a purveyor of nonsense. Beautiful. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow. Chris, Bam!
1: Welcome to episode 16 of Sun Coaches Podcast. We're still at the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic here in Orlando, and I am joined right now by an Orlando legend, Doug Gabriel. How's it going? I I just – I don't know how I keep backing into these things where I get to hang out with guys that were legends at their high school, legends at the University of Central Florida, played in the league. I mean – I, I've I've never been around this these many people before. I really don't know what to say. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate you being on with us, and I can't wait for you to share with with the guys. You know, just some things that that you've seen and heard, and the stories you have, and just you know things that you uh, do now. You know, coaching and giving back.
0: I appreciate it, and it's it's an honor to sit here and and talk football. That's something that. We was all raised doing, it, and we loved doing. It. So my thing is, I can sit here and tell you a whole lot of stories.
1: So you go from from Doctor Phillips. Did did you just play football? Everybody we've talked to so far today, they it, they have a common thing that they they played everything.
0: We 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 have no other choice but to play all the sports. Um, so we started. Out, I started out with basketball and just football, and then I did track. You know, I wanted to play baseball, but for some reason that ball scared. Crap out of me.
1: What did you do in track? Were you a runner? I was 100,
0: 200, 4x1, and I did 4x4. Then I did long job.
1: And then you left there and went to Central Florida.
0: I left there and went to University of Miami. Okay. And that year we got put on probation to where they took all the scholarships away. So after that, I left and went to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. I was there for a year and then went to UCF.
1: Okay, so then you were able to, that was before, that was way before transfer portal at all. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was, because
0: it was just what, that was the only option you had. So, but
1: you were allowed to, uh, I mean, you could do that back then. Back then, yes, yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't a problem.
0: Yeah, that was our our way of saying our transfer portal back then.
1: So, what are your best, what you got college story wise? Anything that stands out?
0: It's to a point to where, you know, just when I was at UCF, we had, I think we had some crazy guys on our team. And UCF, everybody sit there and was saying, UCF was always Stanford for, you can't finish. <laughs> so it was like that, and it was like we call it like a melting pot to where guys who played ball and stuff like that, when they either, you know, got in trouble, left school or something, they always end up at UCF.
1: I mean, did you know – I mean, because most guys you talk to, you know, because I'm, I'm a high school coach, I've been doing it for – Almost well, I've been doing it for thirty years. And most guys you talk to that play at y'all's level, the guys that make it, it's like, Oh, I always knew I wanted to play in the NFL. Or I always knew I mean you dream about it, but you know, some guys are just that generally when they make it, they're like, Oh yeah, I knew I was gonna I mean that's what I was gonna do.
0: Well my my mom always knew I was that's what she wanted me to do. Um, and that was a good thing because I got real close with my mom, my family, By playing football. So I felt like, you know what, that was a way of we all communicating and stuff like that. And so I started when I was five, six years old. And How many brothers and sisters do you have? I got have? three brothers.
1: Are you the baby? The I am the or baby. Middle? Oh, you're the baby. I'm the baby. Oh, I bet that made things.
0: That made it crazy because my older brother, he's, uh, <laughs> he's two years older than me, and it was always trying to. Prepared, and it was just never. It was always I wanted to be like my big brother.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. I'm I'm the oldest, so I don't. I, I've I've always been interested in what that perspective is when you're the youngest. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I mean, just different. It got to a point where people wanted to make it like a competition, or you guys, this who's going to do this and that. For me, it was never like that, right? You know, because I looked up to my big brother, right? You know, he played on the one, you know, on a big teams. You know, I was coming up on him, and then. It was just a point to where because I was fast and stuff like that and they, I played up most of the time.
1: So. Right. Well, when you're good, that happens. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. you finish it at UCF and you get an opportunity. Who was the first team you got to play for?
0: I got drafted by the Raiders. And to this day, I love them for giving me the opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, just the whole ordeal of being there – and being a part of them for my first 4 years was awesome you know and you know i ended up getting traded to the patriots to where it was real crazy getting going from there to the patriots because we fe- i felt like the raiders was a organization to where it was like built on a lot of legends and stuff like that and not only that my first 2 years i played with uh, Jerry Rice and Tim Brown just to have them two being my mentor and guiding me through my first year was awesome.
1: So what was it like from a weather standpoint going from the, the Raiders to Boston? Well, that's the crazy Or did part. you care? I Northern mean, California was cold. Right. People
0: don't know that. Northern California is cold. Like once that sun go down, yeah, he's blowing. Then early morning was 40 degrees, you know, but it went, when you, like you said, when we got up there, uh, up in Foxboro, yeah, it was a little different to where you got snow higher than 10 feet that they pushed off the field and stuff like that. It was like, ooh, And being, being from Orlando, Being a like, Florida boy, it was like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> being a Florida boy, yeah. like,
1: like, is this normal? Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I don't – I've got – my wife's people are from upstate New York, and we like snow for about a day.
0: Yeah. And like, then, I don't mind visiting. I don't yeah, want to live there or yeah, play. Yeah, it's it was, insane. It was different because, like, the kids now – when they get 40, 50 degrees, they like, coach, it's too cold. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what do you mean? This, this is good. This is good playing weather right here. Well,
1: what did? Where did? What happened after the Patriots? Like, how long did you play for the Patriots? It was a
0: Patriot for a year? Then I got sent back to the Raiders. Okay. So when I got back to the Raiders, and it was awesome because before I left the Raiders, Randy came in, and for me having a guy like that, him and Jerry Porter, just was like, man, I got an opportunity because. Then I, you know, I knew I can play and stuff like that. But Randy name was Randy name, and JP just got, you know, just signed his uh, new deal and stuff like. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna get all attention, and guess who's gonna get the ball? So I got an opportunity to showcase my talent. So that was awesome. But I went back to the Raiders, and Randy got sent to (laughs) New England.
1: So, when you're playing college ball and you're an elite level talent like you were. Do you recognize other guys out there and you're thinking, all right, I'm going to see these guys again. We're all going to just meet back up and we're going to play again. I mean, has that ever crossed your mind or are you just thinking about you getting there?
0: No, um, I took it upon myself because it was more so like I was a little more introverted, you know, lack of communication and stuff like that because I was I was a mama's boy. I was always with mama and stuff like that. But football, I got to get a whole band of brothers and knowing, playing from them from Little League all the way up to where, you know, I still communicate with a whole lot of them. I, I knew I was going to build a bond with these guys. Even though if we competing with each other, I know it was going to be a bond that we were going to build. So, it was it was awesome to see some of the guys and see what they were doing, you know, and just to be a fan. Right. Because, again, you know, we all play this game, but also we tend to forget that we still are part of this game, but we also are a fan of this game, too. So. Don't lose that because you lose the excitement. Because now when you take it upon that, we start thinking business.
1: Right. So you finished playing your, you know, your career, you finished that part of your career. And what did you decide after that that you wanted to do?
0: When I decided after that, uh we did then that's when I went to Cincinnati, I broke my wrist and then got that injury stuff, and then the UFL came about. We I did that and because of the Raiders had kind of my contract, so I was – crazy part about it, I was probably the first person ever to get traded in UFL. Really? I was went from the Orlando Tuskers to the California Redwoods. Literally like a week before we had our game. That's, that's – That's a little history right there. <laughs> and it was crazy because so it's awesome. like, man, I'm like, man, it's like – I'll finally get to play here, just like I was playing when I was in college. Right, My family be there and see me, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, the Raiders this and that. You might have an opportunity to go back to them. They want you to get back in playing shape. So we got to send
1: you back. Well, how much different are those leagues? Like you play in NFL, you go. I mean, is the, I mean, I know they're. Di- I get the competition and all that, but as far as the business side of it, are they? comparable or is it totally different? I mean, you said you got traded a week before. The, the,
0: the, the business size I mean, it's still business. You know, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, they're going to still make business decisions and stuff like that. Um, it just be different. It's by, by basically the same because when I got traded from the Raiders to New England, we was getting ready to play Seattle on our last preseason game and I'm getting ready like um, we only going to play like a, a series and we're going to be done and stuff like that. And Fred Politico came and told me, hey, you can't play today. I was like, yeah, you you, you probably done crapped your pants. I'm playing today. <laughs> He's like, no, you're not going to play today. Sit down. Let's talk. When I sat down, he said, reason why you're not going to play today, you can look up at the screen. And it came across the screen. That's when I found out I got uh, treated. So I had to go back in the locker room, put on the warm-ups and – yeah, get back, watch everybody else play, enjoy yourself, have fun, get back on the plane. Your boys, your guys. Yeah, my guys, your, my your brothers. Family, your brothers. And, you know, it was hurtful, didn't say anything, and them coming up to you, and it was like, man, that's, that's BS. Yeah, I mean, you know, there ain't nothing you can say. I mean, there ain't nothing you can say because once we got back, literally flew back into Oakland, the car service was there, I had to go from Oakland to San Francisco and catch a rare eye. And I had to be there for a physical, then I had to leave my physical to go to meetings. So it happens just like that.
1: But fortunately, though, you were able to go back. I mean, that's, I guess you look at it that way. Yeah, you
0: you... can look at it that way, but it's just the heartbreaking. Right. Of you knew, then you knew it was business. I started knowing it was business when I see two of my guys I was raised up watching and I played with get like traded and let go. That was like, wow. You got two Hall of Famer guys, you know, you could have let them finish their season out, and it was just, yeah, that's when I was like, Yeah, I gotta get my I gotta get my my, my business mind on right now because it became business. And when I got to New England, the love of the game, I almost lost the love of the game. Because of getting like you got kicked out of your family house. Right. And so I started doing community service and that's why I started my foundation and stuff like that, because it was just more so I had to find my love again. Well, and, talk to us a little bit about your foundation. So my foundation started because my son has sickle cell and I wanted to figure out how can I help the parents and the family that don't have money to provide for their kids, the service. So we started raising money and then we partnered with the Morris clinic. And, you know, I met with some families and the thing is the story they gave us, with me and my brothers and them, it was like, Hey, it was a family. They made a mama try to make a decision. She had two twins. They only had one transport vehicles. She had to make a choice to either let which one go. And the mom, she, you know, God was, God, was, God was right by our side to where she got both of them to the hospital. And that was hard to hear. So we, I, you know, we asked of course, how much was, how much was the vehicle going to cost? They said $300,000. We helped raise money. And then by raising money, that money is supposed to be allocated for it. And then we go back and say, like, hey, did you guys get the vehicle and stuff like that? Yeah, Business hit to where we couldn't tell them where, what they can do with the donation, even though it was allocated for that. So I was Like, you know what, from here on out, I'm gonna call families and stuff like that. I'm gonna give it straight to the family and not to a hospital, right? Right, yeah. So, and we, that's awesome, and we've been doing it ever since. And since then, we've built up on a whole lot to where you know, we got a men up program, mentor program to where we have young men and young women, you know, just understand the difference when you go get an opportunity to go to college. So we give them that experience and stuff. We do college tours. Well, do you have college a website or anything people can is, go visit? It's uh, dj85foundation.com. Okay. So I know my son right now, he's revamping it. So it's down, and he's revamping and stuff like that because my son's into all that technology stuff. So, yeah, and we've been doing it for now 20 years now. That's awesome. Yeah. One thing about it, we <laughs> me personally, I don't like to be – you know, part of I'm part of it, but I don't like that attention to where because right. it's not about me. It's about these kids.
1: Right. Well, that's pretty interesting to see, you know, that kind of way of giving back. And, like, what are you doing now? I mean, um, I you're coaching a little same bit. Same thing.
0: We do mentor. And so I just got an opportunity to become the head coach at Wakava High School. So that gave me an opportunity to still give back to my community, but also try to help these young men understand about, this game we call football. It's not just about football. You know, we we can go on and on about how, you know, they're seeing the kids on the transfer portal, they're seeing the kids and this and that, but they don't understand about, you know, you got to have some loyalty in this game. And I don't think it's any more there. And so that's one of the things we sit and talk to the kids for the last, I've been there for almost three weeks now. And just talking to the kids and kids who was trying to leave, want to leave, and we talk to them and, you know, you know, we told them just you know give us the opportunity, show you what we can do, and show you and teach you this game we call football. Because again, it's only it's ninety percent mental, ten percent physical. So if we can, if I can help them understand that, and show them that I'm a hundred percent in with them, they are, they should provide the same thing with me.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask. You know, now that you've gotten back into high school coaching, and I know you've said you only been there for three weeks, but you know, obviously they're they're not going to be like we were. You can't coach them like, like I was coached, like you were coached. Um, they're not like we were, and you know they may share some similar, you know, life experiences, but they're different. It, they're different.
0: Yes, yeah. They, but they're, like, they're what's the different. biggest thing you notice? This? Oh, uh, just just the fact that they're some kids not lower. Um, They they want to be like cradled so much. It's like you have to sit here and. Give up your morals, in order for a kid to stay in your program. I, my thing is, I'm like I'm a transparent person, so I'm not gonna sell a kid in it. I'm not a car salesman. All I can do is help you and be a part of your growth process. Right, that's what I can promise you. I, I can do, mm-hmm. but promising you scholarships and this and that. I don't have that power. No coach got that power. So when coaches tell kids that, they're lying to you. Yeah, that's funny. They don't have that power.
1: I've always told kids, you know, whether – it didn't matter which sport I was coaching. I'm like, look, man, I can control that you play here. Yeah. I have no control what happens to you after this. I mean, if another coach offers you or wants you, that's on I I can put you out there. You know, I can put you in the best opportunity to get that opportunity. Yeah. But I don't make that decision. Yeah. you know, and, and people that tell them, like you said, they're just selling tickets. I can't do yeah, that and, and Coach tickets. Moore was on earlier today, and he was saying that one of the biggest biggest things he's seen a difference in them is their their concept of what is actual reality and and the amount of effort that they're willing to put in to meet that reality now
0: that they're that, not they're that not willing to give it difference. they're not willing to give it what what we was raised up on giving, right. like we knew we had to make a sacrifice in some things. Kids now are not making that sacrifices, And that's the reason why, you know, I talk to a lot of people and be like, I don't think I could do college. You know, it's hard to do high school because you're still dealing with certain things. Right. You know, you got to be like the hottest bidder. But my thing is, I'm not going to – once that happened, that coach promised you certain things and that don't happen, now what you tell that kid. Right. You know what I mean? How do you sleep at night knowing that you promised that kid power five schools and that kid didn't get power five schools, now all of a sudden – you got D2 schools. Not saying D two schools is bad, right. but you promised them this. So they already telling people this and that, then they don't get it. Now all of a sudden they go through this whole process of now mentally they messed up.
1: Yeah, you've created a narrative of there's no truth. That's so They can't take you at your word.
0: And now they don't, now they don't trust nobody. Right. Now they go through their whole adult life not trusting because you're part of their, you know, their youth as they coming up, and then all of a sudden you just, like, they trust coaches. Right. You know, again. And we, should. We, we're, in a, we're in a game right now. We won't have a job if these kids that need, like, instructions. They didn't need guidance. We wouldn't have that. Coaches don't want to coach no more. Coaches just want to sell wolf tickets. That's what I call it. I just, I'm not willing to do it. I mean, I'm willing to give you 110%, coach you, help you learn this game, help you understand the knowledge I got because, again, I tell kids all the time, it's never a dumb question. We ask questions because we want to know the answer. Ask these questions. You feel some type of way? Hey, let's sit down. Let's try to figure it out together.
1: Well, it sounds like you're talking about developing young men. Yes, sir.
0: Yes. Not, not
1: just football players, well, but teaching them how to be a man.
0: And I've been, like I said, I've been doing that for 20 years. And, and, that's and we need a lot page. more of that. You know, and that's why we, you know, like we got a lot of guys, because I'm here in Central Florida, we got a whole lot of guys that we talk all the time and we all have that same visions to where that's what we want to do to develop young men, but you got other ones are not doing it because now they, they think about the right now us developing young men. We thinking about the later, what they're going to achieve later. What right. if, what if that doesn't happen? Big picture, the bigger picture than anything in the world?
1: Well, that was something, you know, we were talking before we came on and we were all, I mean, not all of us, but you know, playing and telling stories, carrying on about some of the things kids do. And, and you were like, all right, well, what's the answer? <laughs> you know, that that's fine. You're, you're, how, you're how, do right. how do we fix it? How do we do all something? Right, that's all good well and good, but what's the what's the solution? Cause we we don't know. We it. we can sit around here and talk about, yeah, we all got a story about how crazy some of these jokers are and what they do, but we got to come up with some solutions because yeah. they gon they next. No. They next up. No. And and I don't want them I, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't want them looking back and feeling like I didn't provide them with opportunity, you know, yeah. that, that I shortchanged them, that I didn't put them in the best position to be successful. You know, at the end of the day, we want to be able to look at them and go, hey, I, I gave you all I had. All I had. And, you know, it was on you. That's and I don't know that that on you mentality is what we've got to get them to understand. that, And it's okay no. for them to fail. It's it's okay that's for them to fall down. That's what to do.
0: That's, if, if, that's if, how as, you learn. As a parent, <laughs> as a father, that's what you want to happen. Like, I want my son to have a little scuffs here and there because, you know what, he's going to learn. You know, like you said, we were just talking earlier. That's what we needed. We needed, Hey. Well, I can't keep doing that because I'm not going to let you keep hitting me inside my head and not try to figure out how to stop it. Yeah. you know, I mean,
1: you play football at the highest level. I am certain that every day you went to practice or worked out or whatever. I mean, all the guys that are sitting in this room right now played at the highest level in their respective sports. And I'm sure that everybody sitting in here didn't – you didn't show up every day and just you were the best.
0: No, no, no.
1: And every day or every game or every week or even every season that you walked out there, you would best your position? You had to have, or you wouldn't have kept going. Why yeah. bother? I'm the yeah. best.
0: And I was willing to work because, like you say, we all sitting here. We knew for a fact we couldn't win every battle. At the end of the day, we're going to lose. But what's going to help us when we lose? Are we going to sit up and just lay down and take it? Or are we going to get back up and figure it out and then come back the next time and try again? Kids don't want to do that anymore. They always want to win.
1: I always tell people all the time that we're coaching kids these days. That that um, and there's nothing you know. I I like video games too. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't mind playing a game here and there. But they have grown up in a whole society where it's a reset button. If something doesn't go their way, they can just hit reset and they can start over and play. Life ain't got no cheat codes. We don't get a reset button.
0: I'm telling. you, I you, wish we could. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah, I got some days I'd like to go back Ooh, and do. it. I'm
0: telling you, quick. we all think we get about 20 more years back. Boy, we <laughs> what we know now. The knowledge we got now, <laughs> yeah. we'll all be all world.
1: But they they didn't got no reset button, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. hard to get them to understand. You know, we can show them better. We can tell them, and I and I think it's hard sometimes for us to get them to understand that. Baby, we went down a dirt road here and there. We want you to stay on nice, smooth pavement, and we want you to have yeah. it. We want you to have it better than we did. But you're gonna have to, you know. You, we understand you're gonna me- you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna mess up. It's okay. Yeah. And I I don't know why we've created a a universe where they're scared to fail.
0: You know, and I understand. Like I ask people all the time, why do you think our elders are smarter than us? Right. And when people say they don't know why, well, I can tell you why. You know, they live longer. <laughs> yeah. So they mean they experience more than we do. Not because of whatever. They live longer. So Math they've been problem. through more than us. So at the end of the day, yes, they have more experience than us. Like for us, we sit here and we trying to get all these kids our knowledge. The only reason why we got knowledge is because we live through a lot. Like these kids try to tell us so many stories. I can tell you, every story a kid I told me, I can tell them, I've done that. So try another lie. Give me something else.
1: I <laughs> didn't oh,
0: this teacher said this. You sure that teacher said that? Come on. Yeah. You know, again, that's what I'm saying. Like these kids don't understand. Like, we're not saying stuff just to say it. We lived it. Right. So us living it, so we're trying to make sure you guys don't make them same mistakes all the time. You're gonna make a mistake. Right. And so, it's okay. And it's okay.
1: We but, want you to make some mistakes.
0: Please do. Uh the um uh Staley, she from South Carolina. She sat there and said, I want you to fail. And that's a great analogy when she said that. Because at the end of the day, if you fail, you learn. Well, if they that. don't
1: fail, what do they need us for?
0: They, they don't.
1: I mean. They don't. If they know everything and they can do everything, then what What are we out there we for? We out of
0: job. We, I can tell you that. We're wasting our
1: time. <laughs> we could be doing what we want to be doing.
0: Yeah, because they won't need no more teachers or something. Because at the end of the day. Why do you got we you need some you need a teacher to help you learn certain things and to guide us. They need guidance.
1: Well, when you talked about the the you know, our elders experiencing more, you know, now that, you know, becoming an older coach now and, and, and I'm not saying you're older, but you're more experienced than a lot of the guys in the profession now, definitely from a playing standpoint, you know, you look at some of these guys and you're like, Well, I've seen this before. This is a this is this blitz or this is that play or this is this route combination and they can dress it up and name it and color it whatever they want to it's still the same and some of these guys just haven't seen it and you're like oh that's just and they make fun of older guys and they're like oh you just are trying to no baby i've seen this before Mm -hmm. uh so and so ran this 15 years y'all didn't just invent it
0: you can't reinvent the wheel (laughs) you can't reinvent the wheel we've seen we all we all Got our license. We know how to drive cars. We have seen cars went from so small to so big, but guess what? It's still going doing the same exact thing. <laughs> That's right? true. You, your name changes. You're probably be adding a little wrinkle here and wrinkle there. It's still the same plate. It's still the same car. It's still the same tire. Whatever tire you put, it's still the same tire. Have you seen a square tire?
1: Not one that'll go nowhere.
0: It, so at the end of the day, so you, tell me what else is you doing different? You're right. What else you doing different? Like, they sit and say, we all going electric, right? But that was already been done before. But guess what? He did, he's he got people to buy into that, right? At the end of the day, that's just what it is. Whatever they're selling, they're just trying to buy into Like, we've seen all these offenses come around now. It's like, man, such a rant. That And back in the 90s, you know, I not seen – Houston Oilers run a certain type of offense. And Coach, I, I saw
1: something the other day on Twitter. That somebody, I can't remember where it was. They got in the gun wishbone. They called it gun wishbone, and they ran double dive out of wishbone. And they were like, "Look at this!" And I'm like, "That's 44 daylight. That's, that's second, all it is. That's second, that's 44 daylight. That's second <laughs> back all it through. Is. That's second back through. That's the H play, whatever you want to call it. That's that that is that ain't nothing new. All y'all did was got in the gun." got in the wishbone in the gun and you ran 44 daylight <laughs> or whatever, whatever you wanted to call it. Well, you call it, calls, Mon- you call it monkey nuts. It don't matter what you call it. It's the same play <laughs> that, uh, that Barry Switzer and them ran in the eighties at Oklahoma, man, you know, it ain't,
0: it ain't changing. Just like, you know, yeah, we but got, we're going to hear
1: people in the next two days. I mean, some of these little young, they're going to stand up there and
0: act like they know better. Oh they yeah. Know like, like we, you shouldn't say wildcat, right? We've seen Wildcat a long time ago. Oh, it's Wildcat now because when what's not when they got there in uh, Miami, we doing Wildcat. Well, we've seen Wildcat. Yeah. We've seen that a long time ago. It's still the same. Now the
1: single wings coming back in high school. Yeah. yeah it, the Notre Dame box. Never seen that before.
0: <laughs> so it, let's it, it, go
1: now. Yeah. Them them old black and white videos when uh, white youngins and black children didn't play together. When they, you know, them days, yeah. let's go now. And you're watching them guys. Oh yeah, never seen that <laughs> offense before. Oh, it's making somebody just you, came up They're
0: gonna, they gonna go back to the I formation. Then once you see the I formation, I'm like hey, you ain't never seen this formation. Stop it. Yeah, we've seen the I formation. Well, so like in like, the pros,
1: it's coming. You know, or what well, Michigan. Michigan comes back this year, and they're like, oh look, they're they're you know they got a wing and a tight end and a wing. Like, oh, imagine that. Man, that works. You know, single back wing stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're playing smash mouth football. Yeah, I guess so because everybody spent so much time spreading everybody out. Spread, spread. Playing seven on seven. Hey, here's the idea. Why don't we put 11 in the box?
0: And then let's play ball. <laughs> let's see how that works and out. And that's how it is. And that's why I say now. <laughs> this like, is funny. Like even, you know, like I tell people, we just, I was telling some of the coaches the other day, I said we watch basketball now. All, this, all the three-point shooters are seven feet. When do they go into boxing again? They don't, they don't, go, they don't go into post no Uh-uh,
1: more. no. And don't don't even don't even try to argue with one of these younger cats about, you know, Jordan and LeBron and this and that. And and I, you know, I get it. It's different errors and all that stuff. That's fine. But guys, they clear out the box, they get a one-on-one matchup, and everybody else just stands around or they kick it out and somebody shoots a three. They ain't got five people down there in the paint pounding on your head. They get paid a million
0: dollars to be a spectator too. Yep. Because I'm sitting, I know for a fact, I I'm not running up in the court. If if football if basketball was like basketball when we was playing. I can't do it, but I promise you. I tell my kids now I can play basketball now. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. Do y'all it. gonna y'all gonna kick it to that wing? He gonna do something and shoot?
1: Yeah, fifty year, at fifty years old, I think I could play the game. I now.
0: know I can do it. I ain't got to I ain't do got nothing. Ain't got to worry about nobody hitting my body or none of that. Mm, no, Lord, listen. I'm listening. I could have made it in the <laughs> NBA if that was the case. Because <laughs> now, because guess what? I'm averaging me about twenty rebounds. Because nobody Hun- else don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> Honey, hush. What you talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it is. it is. Just coming. the game is changing, and we it understand it. But my thing is, it's always going to revert back to where it started from. Yeah. Just like football, we just, like we just talked about, it's going to literally revert back to how we sing football.
1: And how we get these kids to understand and communicate with them and get them to do what we need to and take the lessons from it and use football to get to where they want to get to or whatever. Because it's going to use them. Yeah. You know, I've told y'all since. Well, I mean, not y'all, but, you know, I've told kids that went on and played, they're going to use you. Use them. You get that to. degree. Get that money. Get whatever it is yeah, I'm you want. Because when you get done, when they get done with you, they ain't worried. They'll just roll you out the way and bring another one mm. in. And do it just on like to it. the next. Not bad eyelash.
0: <laughs> not, on to the next. Because it ain't nothing
1: personal. It's just, what is it? Hey, it's, just it's business.
0: business. Like I said, we, we all know what the NFL stands for. We know what that stands for. Not for long. At the end of the day, it's saying not for long. In the back of their mind, what have you done for me lately?
1: Well, Coach, I sure have appreciated you being on here today, and I hope you're going to be working with these high school kids a whole lot longer than for long. And I hope it's going to be a whole lot more than just lately because they need, we need men like you in our profession. We need people like you helping these kids, and and our profession needs more people that don't just care about the game but doing right and doing right by these kids. I sure do appreciate you being on today.
0: I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks,
1: Coach.